Welcome back to the Money Clip Podcast. Your host, Raymond Brown. Today, we have a special guest, the CEO of Reality Hive. It is uh, Wade McCauley. How are you doing, Wade? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that you were able to go on the Money Clip Podcast today. Uh, WeFunder is an amazing platform. I know that you're currently raising in private mode. I do plan to add the uh, link in the description after we finish up, so that way all of our listeners can get an opportunity to invest in your company. Uh, we have a lot of great things you know, I plan to talk about today. One, being a startup. Two, already generating revenue uh, consistently uh, over the last you know, two, two years, at least, and already having raised successfully almost a million dollars, and you plan to raise more on the WeFunder platform. But before we get into that, uh, Mr. Wade, kind of tell me about like, what kind of got you started with this company? Um, well, a little bit of background is I've been in the real estate industry for a very long time. And a few, uh, many years ago, I was number three in the world for a major franchise and close transaction. So we you know, are very in-depth and heavily involved in the real estate industry in many different ways. But a few years ago, I got an opportunity to help co-found a bank with a number of people and was on that board for a number of years. And a while ago, when that first 09, 10 uh, recession came in the real estate market, um, we looked around for ways to do things differently. So we spent realistically eight, 10 years working on what the product is today in a little bit different venue. And we did that in the banking industry and the federal government selling assets for those. And through that period, um, really refined and fine-tuned the marketing, the ability to attract buyers to properties. And um, that was the, the whole premise of what we did. And it worked extremely well. And we were able to um, then create what we have today, which is a very retailed version of that, a consumer-friendly retail version of um, Realty Hive. Excellent. So I think that's what the listeners want to hear, right? They want to know, you know, what does the founder or the CEO have that kind of makes me compelled, if you will, to invest in a company like yours? And for me, it was at least, he already has operational experience. He already's uh, been a founder of a bank. So he understands um, how to relate to customers and make a company successful. And the company is already a publicly listed company and it's worth what now, $6 billion? Yeah, uh, Nicolay National Bank, yes. It's a publicly traded company and the valuation is right between six and seven billion right now. Right, so that's, so that's excellent. And uh, that was something that I was really interested in when we kind of had our conversations uh, prior to our podcast and us really getting to know, you know, me being an investor and you being a CEO of an organization is, you know, what was kind of your backstory? And you mentioned you being, uh, being part of the founding team of creating a bank that ended up being very, very successful and now being a publicly traded company uh, in the status of unicorn uh, really kind of excited me about seeing what you're kind of creating now, which is a uh, application service that really just re revamps the entire real estate process uh, as a whole that allows people to you know, buy or sell their properties much quicker um, and because of that, you've already shown massive success in the millions of dollars in revenue. 
uh, that a lot of companies strive to do, and you've already accomplished that. So I'm really intrigued to see how you do not only in the short term, the next couple of months, but even after the raise is successfully funded. So, so Wade, with I know we talked about there's like two applications. So we have one, which is you know the main product, which is uh, Realty Hive, and then the second one is Cashify. I heard Cashback. Can you kind of talk about how we can get cash back, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a hot topic uh, in so many industries right now. And in the, in the Realty Hive platform, and, and this will lead into cash buy, but in the Realty Hive platform currently right now, we have properties from 27 countries. So what we do is a global uh, uh, product and a global service to not only developers, and the financial institutions and consumers directly, but also real estate agents and companies. So when, and, and that's been going on for a while. And like you said, we've created uh, some really good revenue based on that one single model. Um, and there's a couple of things behind that, but what, what we really feel like we have here is multiple interconnected revenue streams and Cashified is one of those. And building up through the part of the banking industry and the federal government and doing work for them, you know, we really feel like we've got this proven product now that's really de-risked. Now it's just a matter of growing the product. So as we were always looking at that, and you can see uh, uh, behind me on the board that you know we're always sketching out ideas on the software side of things and the, the back end of the site. And one of the things that came to us about two years ago was to be able to offer cash back on all properties on the Realty Hive site. Um, currently today, that's about a half a billion dollars that's currently on the site signed up and growing quickly. Um, so when we looked at the cash back and understood how it could um, be done from a financial standpoint to the consumer, from a legality standpoint, from a licensing, from a banking side of things with the underwriters, we stepped back and said, wow, you know, the one thing that's really interesting here is there is not a platform or a technology that we could just insert onto our site and offer this money back. So we said, instead of doing it on our site, maybe what we should do is take the time to investigate this and do build the platform ourselves. So that's how the concept started. And as of Monday, this coming Monday, when we launch live on WeFunder, we are launching fully the app Cashify. So what Cashify does is enables consumers to come in and create a profile for free. And we then take that information and it goes out automatically to all agents that are interested in giving the consumer cash back at closing. Now, those consumers are protected. Is like, this is a very much a consumer advocate app and, and application. We, the consumer's first in this entire process. And what happens is the app is your information is protected. If you go into some of the other real estate portals that sell leads, you are gonna get inundated with texts and emails and phone calls from all kinds of hungry agents that are trying to get you to work with them. And by the way, not offering you any money back, but that's the game that's played. Um, the, the big sites advertise the properties, they get the leads, they flip it over to all the agents and they flip it over to many agents, not just one agent. So not only do you get a lot of calls and emails and texts, but you also get it from multiple people. 
So very, you know, just not a good consumer experience. So when we looked at that, we said the first thing we have to do is protect the consumer from that happening. That was the very first step. Once we figured out cash back, it was, okay, now we've got to protect the consumer. So in the app, you never release your information until you're ready to and only to the person you want to work with. So you get to view their offers, you get to view their profiles, you get to view their videos to decide maybe it's not the person that offers you the most money back that you want to work with. It might be the person that offers a good amount of money back, but you like their profile and you like their video or that they like dogs or whatever the connection may be. So um, we really kind of, uh, someone said this to us and we love this idea, is it's like the dating app for real estate agents, right? The consumers get to look at the real estate agents and decide who they're going to use based on their profile and their experience, but also then the cash back. So what happens is you connect with that agent, you go out and find that property. There's some things that happen through that process of you buying in the app. It inserts the language, uh, gives the agent the language that's inserted into the offer. So everything's fully disclosed. And then what happens at closing is it comes through the app. That agent pays Cashified, a, which is a licensed brokerage firm in a sense, a referral fee. And then Cashified in return takes that referral fee and transfers it over to the buyer at closing. And that can show up as a credit on your closing statement, or you can actually just receive a check for that. So the check comes a couple of days after the closing, but you'll either get a credit on the closing statement or a check back. And it's pretty significant. The other reason for the open architecture uh, platform, the agents can use it for free, the buyers can use it for free. Um, and then at that point, once we connect it, we get a platform fee out of that fee that is paid through the agent to the consumer. Um, so that's how Cashify makes, generates revenue. The, the other part of it um, that is very interesting is that you have this opportunity to control your information. That was really the second part of what we were trying to do. And um, you and I have talked about this before at some length, but imagine if you actually owned your data that was on Amazon or on Google, it would be very powerful. In fact, someday I believe they're going to tokenize that information and you're gonna own that information and control it. But what's happening with this in the way to think about that, the Cashbite app is that you are in a sense owning your own lead into this uh, real estate you know, environment, and because you are the most important person in the transaction. It's not the real estate agents. It's not the appraisers. It's not the, it's the buyer. The buyer is the one that makes everything happen. So you're going to, you're going to own and control your lead, so to speak, in the transaction. Yeah, that, that was another thing I thought about, you know, in our previous discussion was allowing a more intuitive or a better consumer experience. And even, you know, during my time of process, you know, purchasing a home, it was, you know, kind of back and forth or couldn't really find an agent I was looking for. And I finally found one through a family friend. And uh, if maybe if I had, like you said before, some type of technology or a tool that allowed me to kind of navigate through potential uh, agents, then maybe I would have probably even closed faster. Uh, and if, and yeah. the fact that 
and the fact that you have you already created that um, one that's an additional revenue stream and you already proven success with your first revenue uh, revenue stream over you know close to almost two million dollars just in 2020 alone and uh, kudos to you because you know COVID-19 was crazy but it it seems it seems as though that because of your leadership experience and your previous history working at uh, being a founding team of a bank that is you know publicly traded that you were able to navigate that and ultimately generate a lot of revenue. Yeah, it, it was all, it was very interesting. Um, and we uh, are very fortunate to have just an incredible, incredible team. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of things over my years and this is absolutely the best team I have ever put together um, in all of my years in business. And uh, everybody just cares so much about what we're doing and how we're doing it and being efficient with investors money is like really important also but when that hit um, there was definitely about 60 days that were a little interesting because you know things did get pretty quiet when the pandemic first hit but it did slowly come back from a real estate standpoint one interesting thing that that happened through the pandemic is because there was less properties on the market and kind of unexpectedly, but now looking back, it makes sense. A lot of the people that were wanting to get, let's say out of a big apartment building, not understanding the pandemic fully at that point and getting into their own house or a condo or, or whatever it may be, more room or more privacy or whatever it was, whatever the reasons were, or a place that, had, uh, that was bigger that had an office at home or where they could put up an office at home was important. So the real estate market kind of kept going, but because of the pandemic, we had to uh, learn a lot of things quickly, um, not necessarily being together all the time. Because it, it's our group is in an office um, that's very open. Uh, and you know it's not like we have meetings, but we constantly have meetings. Right. I mean, it's like you walk over and you talk to Alex about, hey, here's what I saw. Here's what I think we can do. This is what this client said. Here's how I think we can shape that. And then we're walking over to talk to Amanda about how we're going to put that into the next iteration through our developers that we have on staff. We have six full time developers right now. So all of that was disrupted by we had to be doing it over the phone and we had to be doing it over Zoom meetings. Um, but in the same token, and with some of our bigger clients, you know, banks that we work with even to this day yet, um, it, it did serve a purpose where we can kind of see that it's not totally going to ever go back to normal per se. Um, and I think some of that in a good way, right? Um, you, you don't need to have as many meetings if you have really efficient mini meetings, like that's what we call it, mini meetings. And it's just, you grab a couple of people and you walk in a room and you pull somebody up on the Zoom that's not in the office that day. So um, there's, some, there's some things that I felt, I feel like came out of it um, that were from an office standpoint, were very positive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, to kind of wrap it up, when I think about companies and I say this all the time, time and time again, what are the things that I look for as an investor? You know, I've invested over 100 startups so far. I'm currently leading a round on WeFunder. I have two success successful exits and I plan to have many more. I think about 
where's this company going? Um, the founding team, do they have any revenue? Uh, and do I think it's a scalable, uh, scalable business and they have a proven product market fit? And you know, with your company, I mean, it checks all the boxes. So it was a simple, a simple investment for me. So, uh, Mr. Wade, I definitely appreciate your time. Uh, I know it's it's crazy in the startup world, and I'm going to make sure, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, that I'm going to put the description of your your current raise from WeFunder. I'm going to put it in the description in the podcast, and uh, I hope everyone that finds this company as um, lucrative as I do, um, and hope to see you uh, either you know acquisition or IPO. Oh, great! Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time.